Welcome back to Hockey Prospect Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. Brad and I are going to talk about the 2024 draft, the same as we did last week. Just kind of get into some more players. It's just a, you know, we could talk about this, and we will when we get into our draft preview show. But it's just a, a massive list of players to get through. Right off the hop, let's talk about Matt Vey Shervin. Thoughts on him as a defenseman, because we we both agree that defensemen tend to late hard charge after Christmas, and you start to get a better understanding of who they really are kind of into that late February, March, April timeframe. Thoughts on him as a defenseman and what you sort of project for him, not through not just through the rest of the year, but moving forward as well. Sure, yeah. So Matt Vesharuvin is a byproduct of CSKA system, uh, both in the MHL. He's been called up to the KHL, which is super rare for his age. And that's what makes it very interesting uh, to myself and to our staff hockey prospects. So the, the thing with Sharuvin is that, as you mentioned, usually you start seeing an accelerated development after Christmas, especially if they're younger. Uh, in Sharuvin's case, he's very polished early. And that's pretty rare, especially at the MHL. Now, I'm, I'm sure for our listeners, some of you know – Russia's weakness has always been uh, defense when it comes to the draft. There, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some incredible Russian defensemen over the years, but when you look at it relative to the CHL and other leagues, it's usually their their Achilles heel. But when you look at Sharuvin, he plays North American game, and he already has that polish that makes him look like he was already in North America. Uh, keeps very tight gaps. He knows how to maintain uh, and be very efficient with the puck. The the thing that stands out the most about him is when you look at him, he plays a pro game already, very mature. So the thing with him now is, from a scouting perspective, what we're trying to evaluate is, is there enough offense to suggest maybe he's more than a shutdown defenseman or or an insulator, as we like to say here? Can he be a two-way defenseman given time, or does he turn into one of those hybrid shutdown puck movers? Uh, and that—that's looking what he is now. That's—that's that's towards the trajectory he is now. But maybe there's a little bit more untapped potential because, as you know, Shane, when a kid gets called up to KHL, what is he trying not to do? And that's make a mistake. He doesn't want to get sent down. Doesn't want his ice time limited. Right. No, and that's part of the. And this is the, the KHL is no different than when you get young prospects playing, whether they're draft eligible or drafted going into the CHL or into, sorry, into the SHL in Sweden or in Liga in Finland or extra Liga. Every time they jump up, they play conservative because otherwise they're going to get hammered to the bench. So, and that's part of the, the challenge of getting ice time and actually getting proper development in that respect. So there is some advantages to playing against men because I think you get a better understanding of where they are, but there's a disadvantage is like, if they make a mistake, the coach can't afford to get that, that relegation is a, is an issue in European hockey. So there's a balance between that. I think really affects a bunch of prospects in that respect. So it's always something to consider when you're watching European players. I want to ask you about Tanner Howe. And it's always uh, an interesting conversation with you and I when you have a smaller skilled forward who isn't a great skater. And then what happens to them when they when the talent pool compresses and they move up? So we've seen lots of guys produce a lot of points, but what you know, if you can't create time and space for yourself or you can't play off puck because you don't have the ability to jump into those spaces or to create, you know, issues defensively, 
how do you succeed? Or like, what's your role? Thoughts on Tanner Howe? Well, this is the thing with Tanner Howe, right? So from a scouting perspective, 5'9", five, 5'9 nine, five, nine and a half. And as you mentioned, average skater, somewhat below average relative to his size. Normally, that's a no draft, right? You look at that, you cross that out, you move on. That, that's how scouting works. Uh, in the case of Tanner Howe, he makes you take a step back and reevaluate because of a couple of reasons. The first is wh- what we always talk about here, processing ability, very smart, very calculated, and he knows how to rapidly adjust, and he's a very gifted playmaker. So that helps compensate with the speed. The other issue, when it comes to his evaluation, you got to put put yourself on nose as a scout, is when you look at how he plays and what he is for Regina, like he's the captain of that team. He's also a heart and soul player. There's there's blood, guts, and glory that you can identify with in his game, and that's very important for him because when you look back on drafts and you go, this kid pulled it off, and then this kid didn't, one of the almost always on the correlations between the two is that one didn't work very hard and you could see that on the ice. The other did. And that's, that's the thing. Tanner Howe works very hard. And that's something he's developed over the last two years of his game. He wasn't always that player last season. So that's another skill set he's acquired now. So that shows an improvement in his curve in a critical area that you have to weight very, very highly. The last thing you ever do with the five, nine and a half players, if their compete is not very high, then that doesn't, they don't matter, but his is, and then you get the rest of his skill set. And that's one of those smaller players for me where you have to take pause and you have to say, all right, he's got a he's got a long ways to go, but he's got that moxie to him. He's got that it factor in terms of a smaller player who might be able to make it. There's a bit of Victor Arvidsson in him in that regard. He's a very competitive player. He's a very driven kid. You can tell and see how he plays on the ice. And that should be able to translate better than some people think. So I, I feel like Tanner Howe is one of those players that's probably uh, more polarizing than people think behind the scenes. I'm sure like... We'll talk about uh, uh, Joel Franson in a bit here, uh, talking about the the public scouting relative to what NHL scouts look for and why. Um, but Tanner Howe is one of those kids where NHL scouts are going to be on pause because of the skating deficiencies. Uh, and then people publicly are going to be jumping at him, right, thinking top 32 all day. But it's just not the case because of that. There is risk, but he is one of those smaller players that absolutely has a chance to play because of the the heart, the attributes that you need, the competitiveness, the determination, the sense for the game. Well, obsession and work ethic can trump skill. So, you know, in some respects, and those guys tend to find a way. It was a conversation I had with the Montreal writers back in the day about uh, Gallagher, about Brennan Gallagher, because uh, I was living in Vancouver, and I said, this kid's going to find a way to make it. Oh, he's small. He can't skate well. You know, he ain't going to make it. He's a fifth round pick. I'm like, okay. You know, because I watched him his whole career. I'm not saying they're the same player, but, you know, guts and obsession and work ethic can trump skill. Uh, before we head off to break, let's talk about Cole Bowden. Thoughts on him. Big, massive kid already. 6'2", over 200 pounds. Thoughts on him and what you sort of project for him coming down the stretch run and then in, in towards the draft. He's starting to figure it out. This kid's starting to really get an idea of what he needs to be. And and uh, for my money, one of the most competitive players in the draft. Like uh, we, we use the Jets' old uh, three to nine scale. He's, a, he's simply a flat nine. He's elite when it comes to the compete department. This kid, not the greatest skater, and he makes up for it in every way imaginable with, with the fire that he brings on the ice. This kid is is wants to be involved in every play. He's incredibly physical. And he, he motors around the ice to, again, compensate. He's very interesting uh, when it comes to his skating, actually, because when you look at it, I think he's bow-legged. 
uh, appears bow-legged on the ice. And what that means is that he's a y, he becomes a wide track skater as a result of that. And so he's a 6'2 kid. He's a wide track skater. As a center, he's not very slippery, right? When he's coming out of turns, there's a whole lot there to clip. And so I think what, what happened with him earlier in the season was he was having difficulty uh, with traffic occasionally in my viewings. And now he's starting to understand how to peel off pressure and find options and use his trailing options better. Uh, it's a big part of it. Uh, the other thing with, with this kid is that when you look at his skill set, he's very well-rounded. He's also defensively responsible. So 6'2", 200-foot defensively responsible center with a nine-compete and a well-rounded skill set. Yeah, don't be, so, don't be shocked if he goes pretty high on draft. I, I think for sure he's a second-round pick. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if a team uh, had him in the top top uh, 20, 25 picks on their list. Um, he's He has risen significantly on my own list. I had him about 45, between 45 and 50 earlier in the year, and he's forced me my hand to move him up significantly. Um, so there's a whole lot there. It's, it's interesting. You know, I remember we talked about the OHL early, and it's like, I hope some of these kids start really developing and taking off. He's another example where this OHL draft is a lot deeper than I think we initially thought, including myself. I'm, I was part of that too. I thought it was weak. It's not very weak at all. There's a whole lot happening in the O right now. It's very exciting. Well, it's... That's the danger, and I've been subject to that as well as you start doing data analysis while you're still in data collection mode. And you think something is something, and, you know, we should know better. So it's why I don't put publicly put lists together until I get into June, because I need to collect all the data, because just things happen. And you still want to get caught in a situation where, where I thought he was this at this point, and three months later, I have to change it. And in, maybe in some cases, I got to move him 20 spots and you can't be concerned about what the public thinks about it because it's based on what you, the player, it's the player that's doing it and you have to recognize it and not get caught with, you know, the public perception or the biases that come along with that, which is why I just try to remove that altogether and just try not to do that. You guys obviously can't do that. That's the way it is from, from your standpoint, but that's the part of the challenge where, I mean, just like defensemen, some players hard charge after Christmas and it takes a while for things to like really click for players from that standpoint. Uh, we should take a short break on hockey prospect ready, but when we come back, we'll talk up, continue to talk about the 2024 NHL draft right after these messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown on their own, they're essential, but all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. 
through an integrated series of best business practices, and we designed solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com.